Hmm, uh, okie doke. Let's see here. I'm gonna put uh, you in this one right here. Uh, this plot right here. There we go. And shovel it in. Put it nice and smooth. There we go. That's a good little plant. There we go. All right, now to my azaleas. And uh, over here. And there we go. And uh, ooh, the tomatoes are looking nice and bright. Very nice and, and stuff. And then my, uh, my celery. Oh, there, that's very. That's looking pretty good. Celery is looking pretty good. And, oh, and there's my like, cornfields. And um, oh, it's very. Very nice, very nice indeed. Yes, yes, I do amaze myself with my gardening skills. <laughs> Sigh. Hmm. Uh, oh, everything all right, Mr. Reg? Hmm? Oh, I'm just wondering when you're going to start the story. What story? You know, once upon a time, a mighty hedgehog king went on a grand adventure to save his people and learned lessons along the way. The end. <laughs> that sort of thing. Now, Reg, I told you we're just working in the garden today. Tending to the flowers, harvesting our vegetables, taking breaks in the sun and drinking lemonade. Is that all we're doing today? Hey, you're the one always trying to convince me to kick back and relax. And I've finally taken your advice. A leisurely afternoon in the garden. What could be better? But what about me? What am I supposed to do? Well, you could hand me those pruning shears. Oh, no, I couldn't possibly do that. They're sitting right next to you, Reg. You're missing the point. I know. That's why I'm asking for the sharp, pointy pruning shears. No, no, no. I mean, I want to hear a story. Where will I get my daily dose of adventure? How will I even learn anything today? Hmm. Learning, you say? That's right. You know what? I've got a great idea. What if we turn to some of our good friends for some incredible news stories from around the world? Ooh, now that's what I'm talking about. Excellent. I think we have access to a recent episode of the Newsy Paloozy podcast with the amazing Leela and Lindy. Ooh, I am most intrigued. In this episode, they discuss a few stories like the one about potentially earth-saving plastic trees and the one about how surprisingly useful zoo poo can be. <laughs> Zoo poo, <laughs> a most hilarious and spectacular phrase. <laughs> and it plays a really important role at one English zoo. Ooh, I can't wait. Turn it up full blast, Jonathan. Let's dive into the news with Leela and Lindy. All right. Let me just tune our magical radio to the right frequency here. And uh, there, we'll start the show. Over here! Hey, 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 listen up! New, 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 newsy! Newsy Hello and welcome to Newsy Paloozy, the new school for curious kids and adults. I'm your host, Leela Shivshanka Prickett, and as ever, I'm joined by the Big Story Explainer and Sound Effects Finder, otherwise, otherwise known, known as... as my mama. 
Not again. <laughs> okay, otherwise known as me, Lindy Prickett. <laughs> Sometimes also called my mom. <laughs> That's me, Leela's mom. Well, folks, this week on Newsy Paloozy, fake plastic trees aren't just decorations available at the dollar store that musicians write songs about, but a real cutting-edge creation that could save the planet. No kidding. Speaking of the environment, we'll tell you all about a zoo that uses the poo of its animals to heat its water pipes. Yup, no kidding. And we'll have a special exclusive interview with a sporty mother-daughter duo who've also worked together on a creative project during the pandemic that's taken off in more ways than one. Clue, it's called Run Like a Girl. But first, it's time for... The The Big big News Story of the Week. So, Leela. So, Mama. You know that song I always play from the best band in the world? Um, you actually say that about a lot of songs and bands. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's true. Anyway, you know the song I love? Fake Plastic Trees? Yeah, boy, do I. Well, get this. It's a thing, like a serious, weird, sucking thing that could save the world. What? Wait, should we cue the vacuum cleaner? (laughs) Sure, go crazy. Actually, such extreme sucking sounds aren't really necessary. So, you do know that there's way too much carbon dioxide in the air, right? Oh yeah, it creates a bubble sort of cover around the Earth and traps all the heat from the sun inside, causing it to warm up too much, right? Precisely! In other words, global warming. (laughs) Yes, in fact, the amount of CO2 in the atmosphere, as carbon dioxide is also referred to, has increased by around 12% in the last 20 years. Not good. No, totally not good. So we know trees do their bit, right? Sucking the CO2 right out of the air and converting it into oxygen, which, of course, we need to breathe. Right, okay. But where do fake plastic trees fit into this? Oh, well, let me cue the music, Leela. And sadly, no, not my favorite song, as we don't have permission to play that. <laughs> you can sing it. <laughs> well, we don't have permission for that either, sadly. Phew. So, how cool would it be if we could get trees that inhale a thousand times more carbon dioxide than they do already? Which means they could remove, like, 3.6 billion tons or 10% of our annual carbon dioxide emissions, of this deadly gas from the atmosphere every year. Sounds like a dream come true. Or a dream come true. (laughs) Dream. Good one. If an impossible dream. Well, wake up, Leela, because it's not a dream. Some clever folks at Columbia University have designed artificial trees that do just that. What? Yep, so the leaves are actually made from thin sheets of papery plastic covered in a material called resin that sucks up carbon dioxide from the air. Seriously? And they are a thousand times more efficient than real leaves. Me wow, meowza wowza, oh my gosh! (laughs) Well, nothing to do with cats, but I take your enthusiasm. And since they don't need sunlight or water to grow, they're practically zero maintenance. And unlike real trees that need lots of room to grow, these fake plastic CO2-sucking trees can be packed closely together, saving space to boot. Whoa! (laughs) Of course, there's a small problem of what to do with all that trapped carbon dioxide. Oh, 
Yeah, no small task, it has to be said. But loads of scientists around the world are working on solutions to that too. But that's not all. Another problem? Well, it's the perennial or constant problem with all new technology. It's super expensive at first. Oh, so not like the cheap fake plastic trees at the dollar store, huh? <laughs> Most definitely not. On more levels than one, as has already been pointed out. So all these fake plastic trees are very expensive to make right now. If they were to be mass produced, the price would come down to around twenty thousand dollars, and that's just the cost of a cheap car. And well, get this: if the world were to produce a hundred million of these fake plastic trees, that could be enough to remove our total carbon dioxide emission. You'd need a lot of real trees to do that. <laughs> a thousand times more real trees, in fact. And while we'd all love more trees planted, it would just take too long. Never mind, a lot of space. Well, I'd say this is a tremendously good invention, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I heard that tremendously. You're in an extreme, as in extremely punny mood today, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> We love a pun. So, Leela, turns out we're not the only mother-daughter duo to create a long-lasting joint project during the COVID-19 pandemic. I can totally believe that. In fact, it's our very own South Carolina correspondent. Julia Goldman and her mother Pamela. You mean Julia, one of the fastest middle school runners in the South? <laughs> That's the one. In fact, running is such a part of her life that she and her mom, who's a writer, have written a book together about girls who run. <laughs> Bingo! It's a trilogy, which of course is a group of three novels, plays, movies, or albums called "Run Like a Girl." Interesting title. Yep, sometimes you just gotta own it. The first book is out now, and it's called Turtle. Here, have a look. Cool. Let's see. It says, "Trading Brooklyn for Coastal South Carolina." Emma Jackson clumsily navigates the social landscape of fifth grade at a new school where friend-dependent bad choices lead her down the wrong path. When Emma shifts her energy into running for a track club. She encounters a new set of hurdles. Wow! I can't wait to read this. I know. Well, why don't we dial up Julia and ask her how it was working with her mom? You know, you guys might have some survival stories to swap. Oh, come on! It's great working with you, mother. <laughs> Most of the time. <clears throat> Hello, Julia. Hi, it's Lila from Newsy Balloozy. Congratulations on your new book. It's so cool. Thanks. So tell us how this project with your mom started. Well, there was this pandemic that you might have heard about, and in the beginning, school was closed. And since I like to write and my mom likes to write, well, you get the picture. And how is it working with your mom? I mean, my mom and I are pretty close, but sometimes I admit we don't always see eye to eye. Mostly when I just want to play around, and she kind of wants to get on with producing the podcast. What about y'all? <clears throat> <laughs> to be completely honest, it was kind of fun. For the most part, she would write a few pages and then turn it over to me to make sure it was coming from the point of view of someone who was my age and not hers. <laughs> 
<laughs> Any examples of times you didn't see eye to eye? Hmm. Well, she did change the name of one of the main characters without consulting me, but I forgave her. <laughs> Forgiveness is key. So why did you choose this subject? It's not easy being a female athlete for a lot of reasons. According to the Women's Sports Foundation, girls leave sports by the age of 14 at a rate of two to one over boys. We have both spent a lot of time at track meets and practices over the last seven years, and so we decided to write about a collection of those stories to inspire girls to run or take up any sport really and stick with it. Our tagline is inspiring young runners to read and young readers to run. What's the reason behind making it a series? Why not just one volume? A chance to watch the main character grow and tackle lots of challenges. Sports isn't just about physical exercise; it's mental training, teamwork, as well as an individual commitment. There's lots of ground to cover, plus lots of juicy social stuff in there too. What's your game plan for promoting the book? I'm glad you asked that. When the book came out in November, we raised one thousand dollars from sales to benefit our local track club. Funds will be used to support female athletes in need of travel funds to get to high-profile meets. Then we started working with the company that inspires girls to recognize their inner strength, called Girls on the Run. We are currently reaching out to track clubs across America to do fundraisers to help even the playing fields for girls. Why do kids bully other kids? Why does my friend lie to me? What do you do if your friends say you're bossy? How can I make a best friend? Friendships can be complicated. I'm psychologist and author Dr. Eileen Kennedy Moore, host of the Kids Ask Dr. Friendtastic podcast. Each weekly five-minute episode features a question from a kid about friendship, plus a practical and thought-provoking answer. Tune in to learn how you can build strong and caring friendships. Kids Ask Dr. Friendtastic is available wherever you get podcasts. Awesome! Thanks a lot, Julia. I can't wait to read this book. Be sure to follow them on social media at Run Like a Girl Books and RunLikeAGirlBooks dot com. Absolutely, and we're giving away a free copy of this book to the first person who contacts us on social media or at our website newsypalusi.com to tell us what sport they're involved in and say they heard the interview and would like the book. That's newsypalusi p o o l o o z i dot com. What's that? I'll tell you what. That's the halftime bell, which means it's time to hear what's making news around the rest of the world. Hold on tight. It's around, around the, the world, world in eighty seconds. seconds. Hold tight. The race is on for getting vital supplies to Tonga, an archipelago nation made up of 169 islands in the South Pacific Ocean, where a massive volcano recently erupted, followed by a tsunami. Teams are working desperately to clear ash from Tonga's main airport runway in effort to get vital supplies to the region. As the world sees record numbers of new cases of the coronavirus, leading many countries to think they're hitting the peak, the World Health Organization issues a warning that the COVID-19 pandemic is nowhere near over. 
most famous rat in the world, Magawa, who sniffed out more than 100 landmines and explosives in Cambodia, has died at the age of eight. She leaves a lasting legacy of all the lives she saved in the Southeast Asian nation. And speaking of super animals, India's supermom tigress, Kalar Wally, has also passed away giving birth to 29 cubs in eight litters and starring in a BBC documentary for two years, she changed the fortunes of the Pinch Tiger Reserve in the central state of Madhya Pradesh. And thank you very much, Mama, for that whippity-zippity-zappity-wappity-rap of what's making headlines around the world. <laughs> Most welcome. And finally, let's see what the Lucky Dip Machine has for our last story this week. Well, this week the Lucky Dip Machine is being very, very cheeky. No pun intended. Uh, what? It spit out a story about a zoo that's being very creative and environmentally friendly when it comes to their, um, waste. Okay, well that sounds good. It might sound good, but I doubt it smells good. Cue the music, Mama. So I ask you, what does a zoo have a lot of? Animals? Right, and that means they have a lot of... Fur? Yes, and... Oh, you said waste, so I'm guessing you mean excrement. Poo, it's called poo. Okay, it's called manure and dung as well, but let's stick with poo, shall we? Yeah, okay. Well, the Marwell Zoo in Winchester, England, is the first to generate renewable energy using zoo poo to heat up its water pipes and its tropical enclosures. Whoa, can you do that? Well, they can and they are. According to our England correspondent, Jackson Hosking. Jackson, how's this done? Can you really turn poo or dung into energy? Well, zookeepers collect the dung from the zoo's endangered species of zebra, oryx and wild ass. Now, before you think I'm taking a zoo story in an unsavory direction, may I remind you that an ass is a kind of donkey. Okay? Right, back to the environmentally friendly angle of this story. Once the manure, yet another name for animal poo, has been swept up, it's then shredded and mixed with any hay bedding that's also been collected. This zoo poo mixture is pressed together and dried to create blocks. And these blocks, or briquettes, are then used to heat up the zoo's biomass boiler, instead of using fossil fuels like coal or oil. And thanks to these clever zoo poo briquettes, hot water flows through the pipes of the zoo's tropical enclosure, keeping the residents' sloths, birds and lizards nice and cosy. The tropical plants love the heating humidity too. Marble Zoo is working hard on heating other buildings in the same way, all part of their plan to reduce the carbon emissions the zoo releases into the atmosphere. So, rather than treating up to 600 tonnes of zoo poo with waste, it can become renewable energy bricks instead, so long as the animals keep breeding and eating healthily, and go to the loo in the zoo. In England, this is Jackson Hosking reporting for Newsy Palooza. So there you have. 
Elizabeth. Thanks a lot, Jackson. Actually, Leela, in India, dried cow dung is regularly used as briquettes to fire up stoves. So I should have thought of that. While burning fuel isn't exactly clean, it certainly is a way to recycle waste. And say Zupu without offending anyone. Gotta love that. Zupu, Zupu, Zupu. I'm Newsy Paloozy. And it's time to wrap up the podcast with the, the top, top five, five facts heard today. today. Fab fact number one. Researchers at Columbia University have developed fake plastic trees that can suck up a thousand times more carbon dioxide from the air. What's the other way of saying carbon dioxide? CO2. Fab fact number two. Trees do their bit to help clean up the environment by sucking up carbon dioxide out of the air and converting it into what? Oxygen. Fab fact number three. Young runner Julia Goldman and her mother have written a trilogy called Run Like a Girl. The first book, Turtle, has just been released. What's a trilogy? A group of three novels, plays, albums, or movies. Fab fact number four. The Marwell Zoo in Winchester, England, is the first to generate renewable energy using zoo poo to heat up its water pipes and the tropical enclosures. What are some other more polite words for poo? Excrement, manure, and dung. Fab fact number five. The zoo uses poo from its endangered species of zebra, oryx, and wild ass. <clears throat> ass is a real name of what kind of animal? A donkey. Don't forget, if you want to test yourself later on, then go to the Lucky Dip page of our website, newsypalooza.com. That's P-O-O-L-O-O-Z-I. I repeat, P-O-O-L-O-O-Z-I. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Robot Leela. And take this quiz online in your own time. That brings us to the end of this episode of Newsy Paloozy. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this dip in the coolest pool of news and information, then do subscribe to Newsy Paloozy on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Alexa, or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're at it, give us a good rating. Or better still, leave us a review. Go on, spread the love. Alrighty then, see you next week in the happy, splashy, giant, Newsy Paloozy!
Today's Magical Radio intro was written by Molly Murphy and performed by Jonathan Cormer. Sound recording and production by Jermaine Hamilton at Hamilton Studio Recordings. Today's episode was created and provided by the amazing Newsy Paloozy team. You can find more of their work wherever you listen to podcasts or on their website, newsypooloozy.com. Discover more of our tales at dorktalesstorytime.com. You'll find links in the show notes.